In today's Mishnah, we're on the first and second mission from the first parak of Masech Pesachim. And this first mission deals with Bidikat Chametz, which is searching for Chametz. So but by way of introduction, I have to explain that not only is one allowed, not allowed to eat Chametz during Pesach, they're also not allowed to have Chametz in their possession. So that's based on two, two Psukim. One is Matzah Niachel Shivat Yamim. Got a matzah for seven days, and it says, "Veloyer lecha chametz, veloyer lecha saor b'chol b'lecha." You're not allowed to see chametz or see saor in any of your borders. However, there's a pasuk prior to that that says, in the previous parak, I should say, that shivat yamim saor loy matzeh b'vatechem. You not, should not find any saor, which refers to eleven, in your houses. So we have two expressions here of loyire and loy matzeh. And you should not see, not, you should not find, and these are the two prohibitions, and more commonly known as Balyerev Balyamatze. But really, in order to get out around this prohibition or to prevent one from violating it, it would be sufficient simply to do bittel, meaning relinquish ownership of any of your chametz, because a prohibition is, or these prohibitions are only violated if one owns that chametz. If it's owned by somebody else, or, it's, or there's simply chametz in one's house, the prohibitions are not violated. Nonetheless, Chachamim required one to still do Bidika Chametz. And there's a few reasons for this. Kati cites three in his introduction. One, he cites the name of the Ran, who says this is the opinion of Rashi, that the one is, we're concerned that maybe he didn't do a proper, complete, full-hearted Bittal, and therefore if he finds Chametz that he didn't really annul, he would violate this prohibition. There are other opinions that say, no, we're not concerned that he didn't do a proper Bittal. However, we're concerned that this is, for example, according to the Bartonura, that if he finds a, a very nice loaf, he might change his mind and consider in, in, of relinquishing his ownership, and then he will violate the prohibition. When he takes it he, to make it his own, he will uh, violate the prohibition of Bayer However, the Tosfot uh, has a different take on this, and that is that, that since one, during the rest of the year, people generally eat bread, it's a staple of one's meal, um, then there's a concern that if one finds chametz in a house, that they'll simply eat it, they'll simply consume it without even thinking twice, and therefore violate the serious prohibition in Chametz on Pesach. So therefore, in any event, these are the re- different reasons why we still have to do Bidikat Chametz. The mission begins, Orla Arba Asar. This is the night of the 14th. So Jewish day goes, starts the night and continues into the day. So this is the night before the night of Pesach. Mishnah says, because Pesach is on the 15th, Bodkin et Chametz, Laor Haner. One has to search for Chametz using candlelight. Why? Because a candle's light is focused and it's and therefore one's attention can be focused in particular and checked properly. So the question is, why is it that we check at night? So there are two reasons. One is simply that's when everyone's available to do so, everyone's at home. Another reason is since we use candle light, it's far more effective when one does so in the dark. Let's continue. Mishnah says, Any place that people don't bring chametz into that location during the course of the year, there is no requirement to do bidikat chametz. So, for example, one's toilet, no one, people don't bring chametz in there, they don't have to search for chametz in that location. So Mishnah continues. Why Why did the Chachamim require one to check two rows in a, in a martef? This refers to a storeroom that has rows and rows of, say, barrels of wine. And so why two rows? Because the, the Mishnah explains, that's makom shemach nisim bochametz. Meaning... They, the only reason why they required those two rows is because that's the only location that someone might have brought in chametz. For example, if they ran out of wine in the middle, middle of the meal, they might go down into the cellar and hold a piece of bread. And it's only in these locations, they say the Shtei Shurot, we'll explain exactly what they are in a moment, as the, the mission will continue to explain, that's only locations one might have left some chametz. But in 
deeper into the cell out, there would be no requirement to check there. So what are these shteishurot? The first opinion is Beit Shammai. Beit Shammai says, Beit Shammai shteishurot al pnei kol hamartef. This is two rows that across the entire face of the of the pile of barrels. So if you can imagine here, say a Rubik's cube, so we're looking at, so when one enters the entire face um, that one sees, that's one of the shteishurot. Now there's a debate in the Gemara where the second one is. One is it's actually the top surface as well. So this is the two faces of our Rubik's cube. Or another explanation, no, it's actually the slice immediately behind it. So the first face that one sees and the, the entire um, the entire plane, if you like, that's immediately behind it. Beit Hillel says, no, Hillel, he says it's only two, the two upper outer rows. What does that mean? Again, the Gemara has two opinions. One, it's the top row that one sees when, he, when, they, when they walk in, and the row immediately underneath it. Another opinion is not, it's the actually the top row and the row immediately behind it. Those are two explanations to understand Beit Hillel. Let's now learn Mishnah a bit. Mishnah says, One does not need to be concerned that after they've checked a picture location that maybe a weasel has come and dragged chametz from a house that he hasn't checked yet to a house that he has checked already. And therefore, he should maybe be concerned he has to check that house again. Or even from, say, one location with their house to another. So he's checked one room. He doesn't need to have to be concerned that as he, if he's moved out, that in that meantime, we will, a weasel has checked drag some chametz from a location in the house that hasn't been checked to that location. Why? If we're going to be concerned for that scenario, then we should also be concerned from maybe from a chatzar lechatzarum ir ir. That maybe when the weasel has taken chametz from a chatzar that hasn't been checked into high courtyard to a chatzar that has, or from city to city, and ain't the And then we no limit to where to the type of concern we'd have to do. And since it's basically impossible to check all these locations simultaneously, chachamim say, look, we don't need to be concerned of the remote chance that a a, a chulda, if this weasel has dragged chametz from one location to another. We can simply rely on the fact that once a room has been checked, it's been checked. Those in the Mishnah today.